Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NexGuard Plus chews. Hello and welcome to Circling the Bases, proudly presented by Rotoworld and NBC Sports. My name is DJ Short, and I'm back here once again with Eric Samolski. We are in the home stretch of the MLB season here. Most teams have about 12 games remaining, give or take, on their respective schedules. So we're going to discuss how to approach things in fantasy leagues as the regular season finishes up here. Favorable matchups, both for hitters and pitchers. Streamers to consider, pitching staffs to attack, all that good stuff. Eric, how you doing? I'm good. I am uh, holding on to the thinnest of league of leads in one of my OCs, um, and it would be nice to get my first ever NFBC win. Um, yeah. But you know, Chris Sale and some of my pitchers don't want to help me out. Um, last start was good, but so yeah. So th- there's still some of us grinding these final yeah. uh, these final weeks, trying to. Do everything we can to just gain a point, um, you know, half yeah. a point sometimes, just trying to, you know, keeps you from, you know, competing or, you know, winning some money or going home uh, empty handed after months and months of work. Yeah, I'm mostly playing for pride at this point. There are some leagues where I have a chance. Um, I'm in a bunch of score sheet leagues, too. I don't know if you've ever tried score sheet, but they're they're really no. fun. It's like a mix of fantasy and simulation uh, type okay. stuff where you like set a lineup and a bullpen and uh, yeah. pitching rotation, all that stuff. Uh, nice. So I have a chance in those kind of leagues, but in some of the more competitive leagues I'm in, I'm not super high in tout wars. I'm I'm in fourth place with no real chance to climb any higher, but I like playing for pride. Maybe that annoys yeah. some people that are really in it. I, I like playing all the way to the end. <laughs> I am the same way. I mean, like I try to be respectful on the waiver wire. If, um, you know, if I'm out of it, if I can't win any money, if I can't place, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to like use the hammer if I have it, but I'll, I'll put bids on guys and I'll try and pick people up. And I'm, I'm trying to always kind of get better and, and, and improve my standing in, in these leagues, especially when, you know, you're doing like industry leagues like tout, you know, I'm in a huge battle in AL tout for third place where like, I don't really have a shot at third, but like I kind of do, but also it's my first year in tout and i yeah. Would prefer to not. I prefer to do as best as I can, um, right. and then I always tell people too, like, you know, playing or paying attention in these final couple weeks might just give you a little tidbit, a little edge for next yeah. year too. You're seeing guys get an opportunity. You're seeing, you know, you're still kind of like 
focusing on these new players and these new opportunities that pop up and maybe it it makes you early on somebody next year right for a long time you know there was all that like don't pay attention to what happens in spring training don't take seriously what happens in september do you believe in that mantra uh or do you think it's kind of like a case by case i think it's case by case i think in any small sample size you don't want to like over um rely on it but i do think like you're seeing guys get opportunities now who might not have had opportunities earlier on in the year. And if they're producing and then they get that opportunity again next year, then, you know, okay, that we now can see a little bit of what they're like as a player. I'm not necessarily buying major skills growth in like a three week sample and being like, Oh, he cut his strikeout rate by X. So he's going to go into next year and not strike out. But, you know, guys who are finally getting that shot, like, you know, the internet's favorite uh, sensation, Sawyer Gibson Long. I was going to say, um, is top 20 but, starter next year? Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, you know, guy, a guy like that who now you might take a flyer on at the end of drafts next sure. year because you've seen a few starts. And if he opens the year in the rotation, you're like, okay, I've seen what he can do. I've seen four or five starts by that point. And no, I'm not taking him, you know, in the top 100. But is he next year's Kyle Bradish, somebody that you're taking outside of the top 300 who, you know, produces good value for you? I mean, possibly. And that was kind of like what it was for Bradish, too, where the second half of his season was a lot better than early on. And we kind of like let that carry over into next year. Right. Exactly. So we're going to talk about some streamers and favorable matchups and all that good stuff. But I think the number one thing you have to keep in mind over this next you know week and a half, little more than a week and a half is to be nimble and show up. Those are, I think, the two most important things. More than any other starting pitcher we're going to offer you here, I think you have to keep in mind just randomness is going to happen. It's a small sample of games, so naturally, like, someone you wouldn't expect is going to hit four home runs or something. Mm -hmm. Pitchers are going to be shut down and or have abbreviated outings. Teams that are already clinched a postseason spot, they may bench a regular that you would expect to be in the lineup. So you just have to be nimble. You have to expect the unexpected. So there's a couple of ways to go about going through this time period. If you don't feel great about a streamer, for example, on a particular day, but you know you want that volume, like why not get a reliever? Why not get someone right. who you know is a middle uh, is a middle inning reliever uh, who could get you some wins? And I think especially now where pitchers aren't pitching as deep, that's happening anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keep an eye out for that kind of thing. I think also grabbing multi-position eligible players to have on your bench right now makes a lot of sense because if one of your regulars is benched, you can just plug and play with some of those multi-position eligible players. Two things I like to keep in mind going into you know the first the final couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, and I also just say like if you are competing and you know you you have until the end of the this stretch run and you're also in like a weekly uh, waiver or sorry, a weekly lock league. Like you got to play it safe. Like I, I benched Yelich, even though they have seven games in a lot right. of leagues when I saw he wasn't in Monday's lineup, just because they, they don't really have to play him. They have a pretty good sure. lead in the central and yes, they say he's day to day, but you know, I, I would rather roll the dice and miss the production from Yelich and get, certified production from somebody else that I know I'm going to get, then keep Yelich in my lineup and he plays maybe one game. Um, right. So I think you have to you have to also keep that in mind if you're in weekly lock leagues is sometimes boring and safe 
is better than a guy who, you know, you're not really sure what that situation is like. Right. The volume matters. Pitching, mm -hmm. uh, that could be a little tricky if you're trying to go volume. Yeah. Hitters, getting the at-bats, that's, that's huge. Um, we'll get into some of these team schedules, matchups, that kind of stuff in a minute. Before we do, uh, just a word for our listeners and viewers. It's an old-time AFC rivalry renewed on Sunday night as TJ Watt and the Steelers travel to the desert to face Devontae Adams and the Raiders in Las Vegas. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on NBC and Peacock. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NexGuard Plus chews. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. As you can see, I'm very happy right now. I, I am a yeah. football fan, so you know this may be the high point of the season for me. Um, the, the commanders are playing the Bills next, so we'll see what. Yeah, happens. we've got a showdown. We've got yeah. a showdown. <laughs> see what happens from here. Uh, but I, I'm I'm happy today about at least how my season started. Fantasy, I'm doing pretty well too. I did get cut from a guillotine league this past week. Thanks, uh, Josh Jacobs, for that. Um, yeah, now it's been fun. I uh, I. Listen, we're, you know, people that write about and do, do fantasy all the time, we still sometimes struggle in leagues. And I am currently 0-2 in my home fantasy league because I decided to ride the Joe Burrow-Jamar Chase tandem. Who uh, wouldn't? And threw in a little <laughs> Josh Jacobs in the mix as well. Um, so it's been a rough, it's been a rough start. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll get, we'll get back on it. That, uh, that commander's... Bills game, and then we'll get back to baseball. But it could be a great game, and it could just be Sam Howell and Josh Allen taking turns doing oh. dumb hero ball stuff that yes. leads to like the uh, just a bunch of what the hell is going on kind of moments. Yeah, I think Josh Allen certainly is one of those players who tries to do too much sometimes. I could see that in Sam Howell too so far, but he's learning. You know, sure. he's only this will be his fourth career start. Mm -hmm. um, this weekend. So mistakes are expected. You could say that for young pitchers as well. I think that's a rule we generally follow when it comes to starting pitchers, uh, especially young ones. Uh, young hitters, I think you're more willing to, to roll with it, but pitchers, you have to be careful. Uh, so you wrote about Sawyer Gibson long um, this week. He was not a highly touted prospect, but mm -hmm. here he is, and he's looking... Great so far. Had a wonderful start 
against the Angels over the weekend, who, by the way, are just a total mess on both sides of the ball right now, and you should yes. absolutely stream against them. <laughs> uh, that's no doubt. Um, but what should fantasy managers know about Sawyer Gibson Long? He gets the athletics on Friday, it feels like, automatic. Um, yeah. But how much of this is you know, just the level of competition he's facing? Is Has he changed something? What should people know? So, and I will admit that, like, I wasn't super familiar with Sawyer Gibson Long until he kind of emerged. And I, there's some prospect writers I know who were writing about him, um, you know, like July and August, where he was kind of like changing some things up this year, in particular, adding uh, both a cutter and a sinker in the minor leagues. The cutter hasn't really carried over to the major league level, but the, the sinker has. He's throwing it 22% of the time. Um, and there's a great youtube video that's an interview with him that i linked to in my my article which you can find on on nbcsports.com um you know in the roto world section under fantasy baseball uh but where he talks about how adding the sinker in helped his um four seam fastball to play up because hitters started looking for that that sinker hard and in and also low and out of the zone and he throws that sinker and it it is a true sinker it dives down it's not like a kind of a two seam and he gets swings and misses with it, but it just helped to uh, play, have his fastball, which is pretty mediocre and doesn't have a lot of velocity help that play up, um, which is kind of really all he needed because he has a, a really good slider and a pretty good changeup as well. So he just needed something to keep people off of the fastball. Um, now we joked about it at the beginning of the show. This is not a Cole Raggins situation. This is not a 20, 22 into 23 Kyle Bradish. This isn't somebody who's going to explode and be a huge asset for you. He's a solid pitcher, but listen, he, he gets Oakland and then Cleveland to end the season. Uh, if the schedules hold true. <clears throat> yeah. And those are not two offenses that you really worry about. In fact, the Tigers pitchers in general are pitchers that I'm really trying to get on my team. If they're not already, I mean, Scooble is on most teams. He looks like he's going to get the A's and the Royals. Yep. Gibson Long gets the A's and the Guardians. And then Eduardo Rodriguez also gets the A's um, and the Guardians. And so, like, uh, you know, I'm picking up Sawyer Gibson Long if I have the opportunity, and I did. And I'm making sure Scubo and Rodriguez are in my lineups if I have a chance to. Right. It seems like Eduardo Rodriguez may not pitch again this season. We'll see. Yeah, it's, um, he left again, to that, start on Monday. That's, so. that's the um, – that is the – the danger of these schedules at the end is like we're going based on what we what we have right now, and yeah. there's always they're they're likely going to change because you know yes. guys are going to get shut down. There's no reason to push somebody. Somebody's going to clinch, and they're going to say, "Oh, we'll save them." Um, so you know, currently slated for that, they may go to like you know they're going to put Joey Wentz in the rotation. Um, but I would just keep a look at, at the Tigers rotation for some possible streamers at the end. Yeah, you know when you see a a festival concert uh, list released of all the bands that are playing or a boxing uh, event or pro wrestling. It says card subject to change. Yes. That is the final two weeks of the MLB season. <laughs> you, like I said, you, you gotta, you gotta stay nimble uh, <laughs> with your decision-making in the next few days. Don't take anything for granted for sure. So let's look at some of these other uh, pitchy uh, pitching staffs that you are, taking a look at to take advantage of here. So you have the Braves, which feels like a, a given, but they have yeah. seven games against the Nationals who are one of the worst offenses in baseball and been especially bad 
uh, in September. They're the worst offense in baseball this month so far. Yeah, the the Braves feel like a given. I think really the only um, the only person who is on the fence right now is uh, Kyle Wright in terms of yeah. whether he's available in your leagues or not. He was obviously on the IL for a really long time, um, and so he was available in some leagues. Some leagues he was um, he was stashed, and things you know haven't been great for him since coming off the IL. But he also has pitched against the Phillies twice, uh, and that's a really really good offense so i think you want to take things with a little bit of a grain of salt there he got up over um he got to basically 80 pitches in his last start so maybe he's 85 90 um and we saw a 24 percent whiff rate and 28 percent csw in this start against the phillies the knuckle curve which is kind of his bread and butter looked good and and i know had good results so even though the phillies got to him you know, the Phillies aren't the Nationals. Um, and so I think Kyle Wright is interesting if he was not stashed in your league or if somebody stashed him and then saw him get rocked twice and dropped him. Um, you know, the Braves are going to need him for the postseason. So they're I think they're going to want him to be fully stretched out. Right. And Max Freed has a kind of an issue with his hand right now. Yeah. We'll see, you know, how deep he pitches if the Braves decide to rest him for the final week. Uh, definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, moving forward here, the Phillies, uh, they get the Mets for two series. They have the Pirates as well. So I don't know if there's a lot out there, maybe like a Ranger Suarez and kind of a shallower league would probably be the target there. Yeah, I would say Ranger Suarez and and Christopher Sanchez, um, yeah. you know, the two guys who are most likely to be on wires and the two guys who are, you know, I think they've proven their worth, their merit over the, over the end. You know, I, tend to lean towards Suarez. Um, I think he's pitching really well right now. And I think we've seen him, you know, do this in the past where he goes on some really strong stretches. Um, and so I, I trust him in games against New York and then Pittsburgh again, if this holds true. Uh, but I would take Sanchez as well. I like the Cubs matchups this week. So they get the pirates and the road Rockies. So that's kind of, that's automatic. So I feel like any Cubs starter this week, I'm probably going to roll with. I know Javier Assad's kind of come back down to earth, but, uh, you know, later on the week, if Kyle Hendricks, uh, that's kind of automatic at this point, Jordan I would Wicks. think. Yeah, Jordan Wicks, Jameson Tyone. I, I think he got pushed back to later in the week, so he gets the mm -hmm. Rockies, at least as of now on Friday. I know Tyone hasn't had the season we were hoping, but he's been a little better recently so i i think you should fire it well with any of those cub starters this week yeah i i would agree i'm i i wish Assad was throwing better recently yeah. um you know he's kind of lost his cutter a little bit um but i'm all in on jordan wicks and then you're just gonna probably want to get these guys off of your roster after this yeah. week because <laughs> you're probably not going to throw them against atlanta and milwaukee um yes. really the only one i would even consider pitching is Justin Steele, and he is scheduled to face the Braves, which is not really um, a matchup that you want, but you could talk yourself into the narrative, right? If he's in right. contention for the Cy Young, they're probably not going to pull him early. He's going to get you know as many innings as he can. Maybe they bump him because of that, and he gets Milwaukee, which is more interesting. But these other guys, I think you get the start against Pittsburgh or Colorado and then shuffle them off. So let's look at Wednesday because probably most people are listening to this Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. Uh, so there's a, I think there's a lot of interesting starters who are widely available uh, that are slated to pitch on Wednesday. Bailey Ober just came back from the minors, pitched pretty well. I know he didn't pitch great prior to being sent down. 
Gets the Reds, who are a bit depleted. I, I don't think they're as scary as maybe it seems. They are in Cincinnati. Do you roll with Ober in this matchup? It's, that's tough for me. Because, it is tough. Because it is – I don't like in that – I don't like streaming pitches in that ballpark. But as you mentioned, uh, from August 1st on, the Reds are 18th in baseball in OPS. Um, the Reds are – 26th in baseball in batting average so the offense hasn't really been there i think the twins have a shot also to steal a win there if you're looking for it so um I, i'm on the fence about it but i but i would certainly take it um i'd also i you know again this was supposed to be when tyon was going against up against pittsburgh um yeah. so you know keep an eye on that I, I would prefer that start if he does go and then i i also kind of like michael king against toronto um, yep. you know, Toronto is pretty, is middle of the pack right now. Um, in, you know, since August 1st, they're 15th, uh, in batting average as a team, they are 15th in OPS as a team. Um, you know, they are striking out a decent amount as well. So, and King has looked pretty good since joining the rotation. I don't, yes. I don't love it, but if you're in a deep league situation, I, I think that there's some viability there. Now, some folks may have like rage dropped Lucas Giolito. <laughs> he looked really good in his last start. Gets the Royals. I think I'm going with Giolito. I mean, you know, it, 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 there's blow up potential there, but you know, he's made some tweaks, which you wrote about in your piece. I think you got to yeah. roll with Giolito here. I think you definitely roll with Giolito. Um, you know, the Royals had a really good stretch for a while. Offensively speaking, they've come back a little bit down to earth. But yeah, in the, in the article that I published yesterday, um, I mentioned that basically Giolito was going back to an older version of his slider, which was a little slower um, and had a different uh, release point. And that was the best version of his slider, which he was throwing in March and April. Uh, so him going back to that is... Um, enticing for us and it's worked the last couple starts so yeah. you know the the hope is that he continues that and I, I think the Royals opportunity for him if he's available in your league is a smash spot I like Wade Miley as well against the Cardinals um, Tyler O'Neill just went down too right again so I, yes. I feel like that start for Miley looks even better uh, with O'Neill out of the mix there in that Cardinals lineup the Cardinals are just not very good uh, both offensively and, and pitching. I think they're a team to target to try to get some wins down the stretch here. Yeah, they're a team that has certainly um, lost interest a little bit, I would say. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, Wainwright picking up his 200th and that, that was whole pretty story cool. was, was great. And, you know, but that's also one of those moments where it's a team that has nothing really to play for that just achieved a, a great moment yeah. for a player that's kind of like been the face of their franchise for a while in, or one of the. Um, yeah. And, you know, now what's left um and they're a contender that didn't contend and it's easy to see them take their foot off the gas so down, I, I yeah. like that call for sure uh thursday is a bit if you already mentioned kyle hendricks which feels like a no-brainer ryan pepio gets the giants that feels like a no-brainer if he's still out there two kind of more risky plays do you go with david peterson against the phillies he's been a lot better recently do you go with griffin canning against the rays I probably have a little more confidence in Canning than Peterson, but I could see if you're desperate, you both could be starts. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, we mentioned Ranger Suarez earlier, who's also currently set to go on Thursday. That would be my preferred option of, of all of them. Um, yeah. And I would lean Canning over Peterson. The Phillies have just been too good lately. Um, 
You know, yeah. they're second in base. They're second in baseball in OPS since August first. They're fifth in baseball on average. They're first in ISO as a team. Um, and second in OPS just, over the past thirty days among yeah. MLB teams. Only the Astros have been better. Yeah, I, it just scares me for Peterson. I can't do it. I I, I don't blame you as a Mets fan. Uh, <laughs> Friday we talked about Gibson Long. That's a no brainer against the A's. Uh, Jameson Tyone, depending on when he starts, but Road Rockies, that's a yes. Do you trust Brandon Fought against the Yankees in New York? I don't. Um, I just have a hard time. His fastball is not good and gets hit yep. really hard. And the Yankees are still clinging. Um, it's unrealistic, their playoff hopes, but sure. they're not eliminated yet. Um, yep. And, you know, they, they called up a bunch of their young prospects who are playing hard, and they, they look much better than they did earlier. Um, and I, I think you can see a, a couple home runs here. Um, I do like Chris Sale against the White Sox. Um, he's probably not available in any leagues, but I, I expect a little bit of a bounce back there. And then I, I in sneaky in a deep league, I really I like Ryan Yarbrough. Um, yes. Very because he's he is following uh, an opener, and so that might be you know, Kershaw we, we, Friday. Yeah, and we kind of like that because it does it does increase his chances of getting a win. Because if he throws four, he's been going like four, four and a third, four and two thirds, whatever. But if he yep. does that behind an opener, it gives him a good shot for a win. Um, you know, there there's been a lot of talk on on Twitter and a lot of stuff about how the the Dodgers have reshaped his pitch mix a little bit, and that's led to more uh, swinging strikes and more strikeouts. And so there's a shot you get maybe like six strikeouts in four innings from Yarbrough and get a win out of it against a Giants offense that hasn't been great. So I think that's a sneaky yeah. play. Yeah, and it was a sneaky trade by the Dodgers in the first. Place. Yeah. Um, I think knowing they were going to have to rely on some of their young starters, probably didn't know they'd have to rely on him quite this much or their young starters, but Yarbrough has been great. 290 ERA, 31 strikeouts, just three walks, has four wins, and I believe a save in his nine appearances. So mm-hmm. uh, he has been amazing and likely to be a significant part of their postseason plans as well. So he's, a, oh, he's sure. definitely, yeah, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, even beyond fantasy baseball uh, moving forward here. So Saturday, you know, we'll see what happens in terms of schedules. But Nick Pavetta kind of interesting against the White Sox. We mentioned Jordan Wicks. As of now, uh, probable starters that I saw he's lined up for Saturday against the Rockies. We'll see. Uh, J.P. Sears did not pitch great on Monday. Lost to Brian Wu, who we like a lot. Uh, but Sears, his final two starts, he gets the Tigers on Saturday. It's the Angels in his final start of the season. I could see potentially picking up Sears for these final two starts. Yeah, I I think that you know the the surface level results were not great from yesterday, as you mentioned, but there's been enough intriguing development with him, um, you know, with with the pitcher the pitches besides his sweeper um, that I think he's rounding into you know a solid arm. Also, you know, twenty three percent whiff rate last night is is not terrible. Um, the changeup and the sweeper did what they needed to do. So I think, you know, against, and the, the Mariners are a solid offense. So I think against a lesser offense that becomes playable. Um, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned Jordan Wicks. Um, and I'm looking Pavetta, right. Um, Gavin Williams is coming off a strong start for the, for the guardians against a, an Orioles team, which again, like these are the matchups to keep an eye on. The Orioles have clinched. 
They're currently playing for something because they don't know who they're going to play. They're looking for seeding. But as we get closer to the end of the season, you want to check if these teams actually have something to play for because you might then start to see, you know, one or two. They're not going to, this isn't football week 17 where you're going to see everybody hit the bench. But you might get a start where if Gavin Williams goes into Baltimore and all of a sudden Cedric Mullins and Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rutschman aren't in the lineup, that drastically changes the way you look at that Orioles lineup. And I know that if you're in a weekly league, you can't make good use of that. But if you're in a daily moves league, um, that is something you should really kind of keep an eye on as we get to these these final days of the season. So I'm not going to waste too much time to talk about Sunday. We'll, we'll see how the rest of the week develops here. We're going to talk about hitters in a second. Before we do, now that the NFL season is in full swing, we've got you covered in addition to our three shows a week. Check out Fantasy Football Happy Hour, three Road World football shows a week, I should say. Check out the Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Barry and Bet the Edge every weekday. You can watch the Happy Hour at noon and 4 p.m. on Peacock. It's also available on the NBC on NFL YouTube page. Bet the Edge drops every Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. on our NBC Sports YouTube page. Both shows are available wherever you listen to your podcast. So definitely check those out. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So let's talk hitters here. Um, I love the Brewers this week. And, and you mentioned huh? you mentioned Christian Yelich, which I I get that, but what with the uncertainty over Yelich, it opens up opportunity mm-hmm. for other players. So uh, Brewers get the Cardinals, they get the Marlins, and they're gonna get the lesser 
Marlins starters here. So that really opens things up for uh, for some pickups here. Mark Hanna has been pretty hot. I think yeah. he's probably rostered in most leagues anyways, given how he's played. He was a little bit banged up recently, too, so maybe someone dropped him. But you should make sure Mark Hanna is picked up in your league. I would say Tyrone Taylor potentially, too, depending on if Yelich is in the lineup. Taylor, you know, there, there's some volatility there, but there's also some category juice. So uh, those are two I'm keeping an eye on uh, with the Brewers, but I think they have a really nice schedule this week. Yeah, Taylor started five of the last six. Um, you mentioned Canna um, has been really good. And then it's like, I, I, but I think I might draw the line at Josh Donaldson, who I know is in the Josh lineup Donaldson. all the time. <laughs> um, but the results just really haven't been there. Um, but I, I picked up my fair share of uh, Canna and Tyrone Taylor, depending on league sizes, um, this week. And I, and I like that. And I, I'll go for an acronym that's, that's close, but isn't quite the same. Uh, but I like targeting Minnesota hitters um, to end the year. So Minnesota um, has nine games to end the season. They face the Angels, the A's, and then they go two cores to face the Rockies. Um, yep. So I think right now, like that is, you're not going to find a, an offense with better matchups than that. Obviously, there are some really strong offenses. Um, you know, Royce Lewis is doing crazy things. He's not really available anywhere. But, you know, in September, you know, Willie Castro's hitting 280, two home runs, two stolen bases. So speed, that's yeah. a, that's multi-position eligible too. Some speed. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Jorge Polanco and, and Edward, uh, Edward Julian has actually struggled, but Jorge Polanco um, is looking good. Matt Walner is still in the lineup all the time. Um, he's got some power. So if you're going to, you know, you're facing the Angels and then you're going to Coors, uh, somebody like Walner could be interesting. Um, and then Alex Kirilov, you know, has returned and um, Donovan Solano is now kind of like out of the lineup. So that that is something to to keep an eye on. But Kirilov is playing regularly again, and he's always produced when healthy. So that's another yep. name I really like. Yeah, Ryan Jeffers, uh, Shelly Verstreet mentioned Jeffers in our pickup of the day piece today uh, with Ryan Yarbrough as well. So uh, two really good potential pickups there. Jeffers has hit the ball hard all year. but very underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you... Want to, you know, if it's a, a league with daily lineup changes, I think it more suits uh, Jeffers for the next few days. Uh, but I like him as a pretty good call here as a catcher over the final yeah. week and a half. I'll just throw out also in deep leagues that Michael <clears throat> Taylor came off the IL and then immediately started in center field. Um, you know, he's only hitting 227 this year, but 20 home runs and, and 13 stolen bases. So again, in deeper formats, if you're looking for somebody who maybe could chip in some power and speed, um, there's a possibility that Michael Taylor is, is going to, you know, kind of come back into full time at bats, um, which could impact Willie Castro. So if you're listening to this later in the week, that is something to, to watch is between those two guys who kind of, um, is getting this, uh, the fair share of the at bats. Now, I don't think anybody is like, oh, I got to pick up hitters from the A's. Like, that's not what people are looking <laughs> to do. But you look at how they finish out the year. They get the Tigers. They get the Twins. They get the Angels. At least two of those series there I really like, potentially. And Zach Jeloff is out there in a lot of leagues right now. And he can do he can do a little bit of everything. I'm a bit surprised by how, how available he is right now. He's someone I would probably stash. 
yeah, I liked what he was doing for a while. Um, and so I think that he's absolutely somebody that, that can be stashed um, in an AL only league. So in, you know, tout, but again, if you're in a really deep league, um, Tony Kemp is back to leading off and playing relatively regularly has three stolen bases this month. So that's kind of a speed only play. But again, if you're, if you're in deep leagues and looking for, you know, somebody to get on and, and run a little bit. Um, and then I still see Seth Brown available in a decent amount of leagues because, you know, he hits cleanup for the A's and who wants that, but yeah. he's hitting cleanup. He's hitting 293 um, in, the month of September. And, you know, I, I think there's some, some decent potential production there as well as, and um, Ryan Noda would be the other name in deep leagues that I would say is, is hitting pretty well right now. Yeah. I like that. Um, looking kind of a little deeper at some of these pickups that are available right now. I, you know, I know this week probably not so great for the Rockies, but like you said, finishing the year in course field, their final two series, Chris Bryant, like you got to make sure he's in your lineup. I know it's you know a while since we could rely on him just because he's never on the field, but he's been pretty decent since coming off the the IL. He's homered a couple of times. Uh, I would make sure he's he's active here. And Elihuris Montero could be worth a shot in mm-hmm. deeper formats as well. He's picked things up a, piece, a bit recently, so I'd make sure those guys are rostered for next week. Yeah, and I would say in, in two catcher leagues, depending on if um, the, if your league has given Hunter Goodman catcher eligibility because he was a catcher in the minors, um, you know, he's not playing every day anymore, but he's playing, you know, four times a week um, and isn't catching. Uh, so again, as in a two catcher format, uh, that can be intriguing. Um, and then an, another team that I like, uh, which we mentioned um, the good matchups for the Cubs this week. Again, this week is against Pittsburgh and Colorado. Then it's the Braves and Brewers. So I'm not really kind of looking beyond this week. Um, But, you know, I I think like Seiya Suzuki, a lot of people wrote him off uh, when he lost the spot in the lineup. And, you know, we talked about how on this podcast about how he wasn't delivering and then he promptly (laughs) delivered. Um, but he's still available because people have kind of written him off. Uh, Mike Taukman is is back to playing uh, seemingly every day as a as a center fielder. Um, and then keep an eye on you know Nick Madrigal got um, hurt and didn't play on Sunday, and then they had an off day Monday, um, which could lead to some at bats for Patrick Wisdom, um, who you know we know what he does. Um, but facing a bad pitching staff, that could be a good source of power if he is getting those opportunities. Yeah, so just to finish things up here, there was a couple other names I wanted to mention. Um, let's see. Oh, I want to get your sense on Willier Abreu with the mm-hmm. Red Sox. I know he, he got banged up on Monday night, so we'll have to check his status. But he's played against right-handers pr- pretty regularly recently for the Red Sox and has been a decent addition here mm-hmm. uh, in deeper fantasy leagues. Do you think he's worthy of a pickup over the final uh, week and a half? Yeah, I do. Um, they are not really hitting him against lefties, uh, so that is something you want to keep in mind. Um, you know, they faced Jordan Montgomery last night, um, so he wasn't in the starting lineup. Um, but he's leading off against uh, right-handed pitching. He's he's hitting well. Um, he's hit well throughout the year. I mean, he's hitting three sixty-four in his twenty games. Um, Three stolen bases. He didn't steal a lot in the minors with the Red Sox this year, but he stole 31 bases last year across um, Houston and Boston's uh, minor leagues. So they're in. He's got three stolen bases, as I mentioned, so far this year. So there's some potential to run. And then 
this Red Sox lineup, even though they're not contending anymore, like there's still enough thump in there that if you're leading off, you're you're going to be a decent um, shot for some runs. So I do I do really like Willier Abreu. Um, and then I'll say, like, if you're looking at Boston again, they've kind of gone back to um, Luis Urias as the main second baseman. Yeah. Um, so that's a name to keep an eye on. And then um, Sedana Rafa, Sedan Rafaela um, is playing pretty much every day between center field and, and shortstop. Um, and he's another guy who's a rookie who's striking out a lot but producing. Um, so those would be some names if you're targeting the Red Sox. TJ Friedel, if he's out there, he's he's available in almost 50% of Yahoo leagues. The Reds are at home this week. He's played really well at home this season, not a huge surprise. So if he's out there, I'd make sure he's rostered. It's been interesting to see what the Reds are doing right now. Harrison Bader laying on the injured list. Uh, they already DFA'd Hunter Renfro. So Friedel's going to play a lot here over the final week and a half. Roddy Mauricio, he's eligible between second base and shortstop. I've actually played third base the past couple of days, which has been pretty interesting to see. I mean, the Mets are going to play him every day, and he's mm-hmm. been running like crazy. So another one of those multi-position eligible guys who should be picked up. Uh, he's available in 75% of Yahoo leagues at the moment. Uh, if you're looking for any saves here, I think Julian Merriweather with uh, multiple Cubs relievers landing on the injured list, um, oh. unfortunately. And the Cubs are playing for something, too, so that's important. So... He's going to get some late inning work for sure. Tanner Scott, you could say the same thing with the Marlins. They're obviously playing for something as well. So um, kind of a no-brainer that they should be added, but make sure they're not out on waivers right now. Yeah, and Tyler Kinley has taken seemingly taken over the closer's role in Colorado. Um, again, who knows how many save that saves that's going to be, but you know could sneak a couple against the Cubs. We don't really know how that series is going to go, um, so that's a name to watch. And then the last offense that I would just focus on, um, the Padres. You know, end the season with three games against the Cardinals, three against the Giants, three against the White Sox. Those pitching staffs have all been kind of like bottom third over the last um, month or so. Uh, a lot of the Padres are guys that are already on your roster. Um, I would just say if you if you didn't know that the Padres re-picked up Jerks and Profar, um, <laughs> the Padres re-picked up Jerks and Profar, and he's playing about two-thirds of the game, uh, hitting 364 in the month of September. So he could be a guy who's out there in deep leagues. Um, Luis Camposano in a, in a yeah, two catcher format um, has been pretty good and is, is catching, you know, pretty much every game right now. He's every now and then gets kind of spelled and then it hasn't, re- it hasn't led to results yet, but Matthew Batten is starting literally every game for the Padres. He's multi-position eligible. Um, He's hitting only 218 in the month of September, but he had 27 stolen bases and 12 home runs in, in 86 AAA games this year. So he's a guy who's in the lineup every single day who can run. Um, so, you know, maybe if you're in a really deep format and, you know, you're hurting for somebody um, that's at bats and potential stolen bases there from good old Matthew Batten. <laughs> that's a great baseball name. So there's that as well. Yeah, it's, it also kind of seems like British royalty. Isn't there like a Lord <laughs> Mountbatten or something? There so should be. Yeah. Um, he could be knighted someday. We'll, we'll see. If he, if, he, uh, if he saves your fantasy baseball season, he should be knighted for sure. Uh, good stuff. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, stay nimble. Things are going to change. So 
uh, expect those changes to the lineup, have some backup plans uh, in place and show up, like fill out a lineup every day. Um, sometimes that's the, half the battle. The bare minimum. Yeah, yes. the bare minimum. I'm all about the bare minimum. Uh, <laughs> good stuff. Remember to subscribe to Circling the Bases wherever you get your podcasts. You can actually find all your favorite NBC Sports shows on Amazon Music. Just head to amazon.com slash NBC Sports. Check out the Road World Football Show. The season well underway. Lots of waiver wire uh, pickups out there uh, today. So, so get your claims in Tuesday night uh, and get set for week three. Also, follow us on Twitter or X if you don't already. Eric is at SamskyNYC. I'm at DJ Short. Take care, everyone. Good luck in your leagues this week. We will see you next time. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NexGuard Plus chews. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.